به مردم شریف ایران من شهریار افشار هستم میزبان شما در برنامه پالیتیکس 365 خوش اومدید به یه برنامه جدید که برای شما تهیه کردیم امروز امروز یه شخصیت برجسته سیاست بین المللی به حضور شما میرسونیم آقای جولیس گویو سفیر سابق لهستان به ایران ایشون یه تجربه خیلی جالبی دارن در این زمینه و حتما در برنامه پالیتیکس 365 میخواستیم تجربه ایشون رو به نظر شما برسونیم ازشون سوال کنیم برداشت ایشون در این موردای این موضوع جدیدی که در ایران پیش اومده چیه و تجربهشون در ایران چی بوده و چه امیدی میبینن به آینده ایران آقای سفیر جولیس بایا خوش اومدین به برنامه ما میدونم فارسی صحبت میکنین اما این برنامه به انگلیسی یه ذره ترجمه میکنیم اما هر چقدر میخواستین فارسی صحبت کنیم مطمئنم شنمندگان خوشحال میشن صداتون رو بشنم خوش اومدین سلام خیلی خیلی خوشحالم که در این برنامه هستم من ترجیح میدم که به انگلیسی صحبت کنم این یعنی زمان فارسی خیلی خیلی خوبه ولی ساخته مسئله نیست مسئله نیست راحتین We can stick to English and I'll just translate The audio sometimes goes down a little bit So if you could make sure the audio is up uh, That would be helpful But sometimes the audio goes is down it, Is it okay now? I don't know, it's okay, yes Okay, yes, I think So, so uh, if you could give us a little bit about your background uh, How did you end, in, end up in the Ministry uh, of uh, Foreign Affairs for Poland, Lahistan uh, Uh, how did you kind of enter into politics and then we'll get to your time in Iran? Uh, well, I joined the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Poland in uh, 1992. Um, and previously I studied uh, um, the history of, uh, of the Middle East in general. Uh, but then with time I fell in love with Iran uh, much more. and. Uh, I was responsible for uh, bilateral relations between some countries of the Middle East plus Iran uh, for quite a long period of time. And then in uh, 2010, I, I was nominated to ambassador, Polish ambassador to, to Iran. And I spent there seven years till 2017, which gives me probably one of the longest uh, <laughs> um, Uh, periods of being ambassador exactly in Iran. Thank you so much for the explanation. So, Ishun has 2010, uh, 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 a member of NATO. I mean, you know, there, there are, what, what is your perspective? I'm curious as to how you were reconciling, kind of representing the country that you represent and dealing with the country that you were assigned to. So, I mean, you know, as Lahistan or Madani, a country that is not very different NATO, but a country that is democracy, not a visible democracy. How do you reconcile these two? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is uh, this is not very difficult, I must say. Why? Because um, there is a very uh, specific uh, perspective of Poles uh, viewing Iranians and vice versa. 
Uh, first of all, this is a very long story, history of uh, political uh, relations. Uh, then uh, what is interesting that even after the changes, whatever the changes were, either in Poland or in Iran, the spirit of um, a friendly attitude, a very friendly approach was always um, preserved. And for this reason, uh, even being, let's say, within the community of uh, such uh, so so called West, let's say, or uh, having been uh, also in the in the NATO, uh, in the European Union, it was never difficult for us, for Poles, uh, to feel very close to Iran and Iranians. Of course, governments governments are, are changing, political systems are changing, but there is a very strong feeling, I believe on both sides, Iranians and, and Poles, uh, that there are some special relations, uh, which is especially important because uh, during Second World War, there was a huge, massive uh, group of Polish, um, they were not exactly refugees, but to some extent they were refugees who were deported by the Soviets from Poland, and then they were allowed to come uh, to Iran. Uh, so, uh, this is how both nations uh, became much closer than I would say any other two nations from uh, respectively this part of the world where Iran is and uh, from uh, from Europe. Thank you. Uh, Let me translate real quick. Uh, thank you so much for that explanation. Ishun Fawadanke, Varan Mardome, Laestan, and Iran, yes, so very clearly, Amiro, Chandin Sol, Bahamir Daran, as Moray Jangajan Do Bom, Melati, Bestola, Mohajer Shodan. به این کشورها خلاصه ایشون یه احساس خیلی نزدیکی احساس میکنه و مردم ایران احساس نزدیکی احساس میکنه به مردم ایران البته دولت ها ممکنه عقیده های متفاوت داشته باشن اما نظر اجتماعی مردم لایستان با مردم ایران همیشه خیلی نسبت نزدیکی داشته باشن Thank you for that background I think that's good to know I don't know if everybody knows that especially the younger generation that doesn't know world history uh, as you do uh, So fast forward to we have the history of Poland and, and Iran. So now, you know, uh, during your seven years there, uh, what were some challenges? What were some difficult, what were some milestones, moments that you remember as either ch challenging or wonderful? I mean, good or bad, uh, but, but let me just answer this quickly. So I'll indicate when half salication and Safi Budan, so I hope you're bad, but I'll tell you that I'll let me turn on the new one. The sound went down again, sorry. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I can say that uh, I can confess that during these seven years, there was almost nothing wrong, nothing bad, no, no bad experience. There were some difficult moments, but uh, even though uh, probably the, 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 the most difficult period was when Poland was uh, presiding the European Union, there is no uh, there is no um, permanent uh, representation in Tehran of the European Union, so Poland was, uh, you know, playing playing role of a, a union European Union embassy, and had to uh, act according to some specific regulations and specific instructions, especially about human rights, for example. So uh, there were some difficult discussions, of course, uh, in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of of Iran. Uh, there were a very difficult moments when in, in November 2011, uh, 
protesters, uh, a crowd uh, broke into the British embassy. That was during our uh, Polish presidency. And we had to uh, interact between uh, Great Britain, um, that time Great Britain was still a member of the European Union, and the, the, the Iranian authorities. But even in these difficult situations, uh, it was always very, very much, let's say, uh, correct and uh, as much friendly as possible. Thank you. Let me translate real quick. So, two and a half studies, تمام که ایشون به خاطر میارن همه چی نسبتاً روابط مثبتی بود با دولت ایران اما خب یه لحظه‌ای سختی بود که از نظر دیپلماتیک و سیاسی که ایشون بعد و روابط یه ذره خب بگم سخت‌تر شد مثلا موقعی که لهستان ریاست اروپاین یونیون دستش به دست داشتن و نماینده اروپا بودن در اصل در ایران و وقتی که چند چند نفر در سفارت به سفارت انگلیس هم کردن در سال 2011 ایشون باید در نظر یه واسطه یه نماینده به سال خوب مطمئنن گفتگوهای سیاسی با مقامات داشت که بین انگلیس و ایران که لحظات سختی بود در اون هفت سال بالاخره باید یه موضوعی در میون میشد و علاوه این موضوع حقوق بشر هم پیش اومد در این تایه زمانی که ایشون سفیر بودن و بایدتا هرچی که دولت لهستان به ایشون فرمودن ایشون اون پیام رو به دولت ایران رسوندن uh, overall um, in general like, you mentioned human rights what is like, Poland's stance on human rights and what's going on in Iran today officially I know you're not an official government spokesman anymore but but just from your uh, now private citizenship and your history what is Poland's view let me just translate سوال اینه که نظر سیاسی لهستان در مورد این جنبش این چند ماه پیش چیه مخصوصا در مورد حقوق بشر general approaches in the European Union. Uh, however, also taking into consideration our, let's say, special relations with Iran. They are special. Uh, there are some, there are some, let's say, um, more detailed uh, and more complex uh, approaches. Uh, still, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we, we approve what's going on in Iran. Uh, most of people, uh, not only politicians are very much with what is going on in Iran, uh, with Iranians. Uh, there is a small uh, Iranian diaspora in Poland, and uh, I know some, some people uh, from this diaspora, and uh, they are telling me that Poles are very, very supportive for, uh, for what's going on, I mean, with the, with the protesters. And they do understand what does it mean to be under a yoke of, you know, um, let's say, forces that we have not chosen. Uh, this is also our past, and this is this is also why we understand Iranians very well, in my opinion. Thank you, thank you. So, ایشون فرمودن که خب البته چند نفر نمیدونم تعدادش چقدر ایرانیا در لایستان زندگی میکنن و به نمایندهاشون حتما اعتراضاتی کردن در مورد این حقوق بشر. اما روام رفته. لهستان و ایران روابطش مثبته اما خب دلیل نمیشه که سیاست مدارا هنوز اعتراض نمیکنن به حوادثی که پیش اومده و 
رو هم رفته نظر سیاسی هیچ سیاست مداری قبول نداره هیچ سرکوبیه که با یه ملت دموکرات خواه ممکنه پیش بیاد پس رو هم رفته بعد وقتا می موضوعی موضوع پیچیده یه مثلا که یه لحاظ دولت ها با همدیگه روابط دارن اما خب مردم هم با همدیگه نزدیکن و هیچ کسی هم یه دولتی که به صلاح دموکراسی قبول نداره و ممکنه سرکوبی ملت رو اجرا میکنه مصبت قبول نمیکنه به در دولت It's hard to translate some of these things, I'm sorry uh, but uh, because it's a complicated political issue Yeah, yeah, yeah Right? Uh, in, in some respects, like you say, the people of Poland and, and Iran are, are close and the governments wish to keep cordial relationships but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, Poland and, and even the European Union is observing what's going on and the European Union is made many overtures, yes. made many statements officially, uh, which is better from a political standpoint when the European Union says something as opposed to individual countries, right? There is a certain unity there, uh, obviously, that's conveyed. So uh, instead of picking on one country to make a stand against another country, uh, the European Union speaking at the collective uh, is more impactful, uh, I think. Sure. So mentioned here, European Union, I mean, um, they've made statements Looking into the future, I mean, how do you see this issue evolve? Uh, I mean, the other countries in the Middle East have had popular uprisings and democratic uprisings, and they've all had different outcomes. Uh, I'm curious as to, from your position, your history, and, and maybe what you've seen from political circles in the European Union, what does the future look like? And let me just translate real quickly. So I think that in تظاهرات چیه؟ مخصوصا از از طرف کمیسیون اروپا واقعا آتیه چیه؟ نظر سیاسی چیه؟ Go ahead, thank you. Uh, well, it's very difficult to predict. So, uh, and usually the job of uh, analyst is not to predict, but to give, uh, let's say, most probable and less probable uh, scenarios. Uh, in my opinion, the most probable scenario uh, would be rather some sort of evolution. Um, of course, I can be completely wrong, but uh, this is how I see what's going on right now in, in Iran. Uh, there is, uh, of course, there are protests. There is a lot of uh, energy among the people who want to change their life, but also I can see some sort of, let's say, um, flexibility from uh, those who are ruling. Because uh, of course, this this flexibility doesn't come as a you know uh, something obvious. It has been uh, it has been uh, uh, won by the protesters. Uh, so I can see the different groups of uh, let's say people opposing. I wouldn't say opposition because I don't see any. Uh, consolidated united front of, of those who are against the regime in Tehran. Uh, I would say there, there is a, a, a different, there are different groups, a whole plethora of views. Um, but what is, what is, in my opinion, very, very important that uh, these people who are also meeting abroad, uh, they're discussing. There is also discussion inside Iran, as we can see, uh, last proposals by some politicians and comments by the ruling uh, ruling uh, authorities uh, about the referendum, about a new constitution. 
in general, all of that shows, uh, in my opinion, that we are going into some evolution of the system, most probably, and the whole society. Uh, this is the, the most important. The society is evolving. So, uh, shortly, what will be the final result? Difficult to say because we have to say also when, and this is impossible to say. Right. Thank you. I'm not going to try to translate every word, uh, but I will say, uh, uh, I will translate roughly. Um, you know, in the two, three minutes we have left, uh, uh, Julia, I really would like to know your your personal kind of feelings. I mean, um, did you have a, I'm just going to switch from politics to food to culture. What was your favorite experience in Iran? Like, did you have a favorite place to go? Did you have a favorite memory from your time there? Yes. Uh, well, my my probably my best uh, best experience was from Yazd. Yes. Uh, during Ashura, I went there during Ashura, and it was absolutely marvelous. It's a little bit different than Ashura in Tehran, but right. I was also participating every year with my camera. Mm. Uh, but Yazd, yes, Yazd. Uh, as to food. Um, uh, gourmet sabzi, I think this is the best, <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that That's I... That's a favorite I, of many, I, by the way. That's an international favorite of many. Uh, so you're in good company, I think. Yes, but many people say that uh, Fesenjun is better. I would, uh, <laughs> I would say that the gourmet sabzi is much better. Right. And of course, with Tadik. Tadik, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah nice. it's top of the top. Yeah. You, uh, so yeah, I don't want to create another political conflict. But Fesen Jun and Abzi, those are very deep <laughs> political uh, disputes, uh, global disputes. But uh, was there a favorite place or restaurant or, or a corner? I mean, uh, a lot of people like that band. A lot of people like. I'm just curious where do where do ambassadors go for fun in in Iran? Fun. <laughs> if, well, if you, uh, I can call it fun. I'm not saying it might not be fun. Um, uh, Darband was was Darband nice. Was fun, yes. right. Yeah. I, I did like it, and I was I was uh, very often there whenever it was nice. uh, good weather. Uh, but also, I was uh, I, I did like to go to Bandarabas. Bandarabas. This is not sure. obvious. Sure. This is not obvious, uh, but uh, Kresh, uh, right. this is the, the, the island. Right. Of Kresh is, is something very spe special, and uh, it's not very well uh, explored by right. others. So I did like the place. And uh, also Mazandaran, as general. Yeah. Mazandaran was was a great uh, place. Yeah. Well, you named all the, I think I think you named all of the favorite places that Iranians think of, and the favorite foods that Iranians think of. Um, I'm so glad we had this time together. I'm so glad that uh, someone as as experienced and uh, I think uh, empathic, and someone that that's I think has a kind heart uh, is was an ambassador of of Poland to Iran. Uh, however, which way? Uh, People don't like what the government is doing and not doing. I think diplomatic relationships are very, very important to building a future uh, for, for the Iranian people. So uh, thank you so much, Ambassador Julius Goyo, for joining us. 
یک دنیا تشکر امیدوارم حتما ما با هم دیگه دوباره ملاقات کنیم در یه فرصتی و به برنامه ما برگردیم خیلی ممنون